What does sueñito mean? Sueñito? It means little dream. That's it? No story? All right, all right, everybody sit down, sit down. Yeah. It's a story of a block that was disappearing. In un barrio called Washington Heights. The streets were made of music. I am Usnavian, you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated. Morning, Usnavi. Pan caliente, cafe con leche. On these blocks, you can't walk two steps without bumping into someone's big plan. I'm making moves, I'm making deals, but guess what? What? You still ain't got no skills. <laughs> I've been saving up all my pennies in my piggy bank for this day. This is going to be an emotional roller coaster. The odds are against you. But there's a chance, right? A dream isn't some sparkly diamond. There's no shortcuts. Sometimes it's rough. Yeah, I'm a street light choking on the heat. The world spins around while I'm frozen to my seat. The people that I know. They're talking about kicking out all the dreamers. But every day is different, so it's time to make some noise. We had to assert our dignity in small ways. Just listen. Little details that tell the world we are not invisible. Ignore anyone who doubts you. In the heights, we came to work and to live, and we got a lot in common. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Larry, and today we are reviewing In the Heights. And to help me review this film, I am joined by two very special guests. First of all, member of the Cinemania World team, as well as film posers, we have Josie. Hey, Josie. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks so much for coming on. And, of course, we have a special guest from Latinx Lens. We have Rosa. Hi, Rosa. Hey. Thank you so much <laughs> for inviting me. Yes, we're so excited to have you. We have an all-Latinx panel here today to talk about In the Heights, which is an adaptation of the Lin-Manuel Miranda play of the same name that follows a bodega owner who has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the Dominican Republic after inheriting a new fortune. So... What did you think of the film, Rosa? Yes. Well, I was very lucky and fortunate enough, uh, like most of us, to uh, receive a screener. And I admit I've seen this film <laughs> four times already. Oh, my God, four times. I'm um, on the same boat. I've lost <laughs> count. And I feel bad, but also I don't. We deserve this. 
<laughs> yes, four times. And and that's just and it's still counting because I'm going to I plan to watch it in the big screen and, and uh, a, a few more times um, in the theater. <laughs> so it's just starting. This is just the beginning. <laughs> um, but you know what? Overall, I had a good time. Uh, I had a good time with, with the movie. Uh, certainly a what, what everybody's been raving about. It's certainly the summer event of, of, of this year uh, just like many of us this was my most anticipated film of 2020 and then it got moved and it immediately became my most anticipated film of 2021 so my expectations and my hopes were really 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 high for this film um, but overall I, I, I very much enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, not a perfect film. I do have my nitpicks here and there. Uh, not, not, not. I'm not in love with the film, but certainly uh, I, I did enjoy it and I did like it. So overall, I'm quite positive on it uh, because of the multiple viewings, uh, meaning that it's been growing on me. <laughs> the more the more I watch it, these characters, the music, the atmosphere, uh, these numbers, the, the the songs, and and these characters have certainly grown on me as I I've seen the film time after time. So, yes, overall I'm good. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to know to know what you guys think because it, it's certainly a movie that it's culturally very important to us, uh, the Latinx community. And I'm very intrigued to see um, what you guys think, because to me, in, in terms of representation, I am filled with joy. And at times, I'm very much emotionally moved to see such representation of this magnitude um, being displayed on screen. All right. Well, uh, Josie, how about you? What were your initial thoughts for In the Heights? Yeah, I'm on the exact same boat. It comes to the point where the first time I was a little bit underwhelmed, but the more I do watch it, the more I love it. Um, as a spectator, I have a lot of fun with it. Now as a critic, I, I, I can't stop nitpicking at the things I notice that kind of bother me up to a certain point, but we can get into those later. But other than that, I do enjoy the film. And again, the more I watch it, um, the more emotional I get because <laughs> the first time it was no tears and then the most recent time it was sobbing <laughs> so it's oh definitely <laughs> yes it grows on you and if you go into it with like healthy expectations and just in the mood to have fun and maybe dance in your seat a little you're, you're gonna enjoy it because it is very vivacious there it's colorful it's spectacular it's what John Amshu does best as a visual creator where he just creates um this visual spectacle of out of this world proportions so it is a summer blockbuster if that's what you're looking for then you will enjoy it yeah that was one thing that really stuck out from a more critical standpoint for me was the fact that visually it is stunning it the visuals and what john m tube is able to bring through as a director in that standpoint is 
able to elevate it above a lot of other musicals, honestly. Add to that the music and the choreography, the big dance numbers that you're hoping for from a big musical like this. And I think all of that <clears throat> helps to bring in the spectacle of it all. But I'm, I'm on board with you. Now, uh, admittedly, musicals are uh, not my favorite personally i go in and out every now and then they hit good <laughs> a lot of times they're not my favorite oh uh, boy because this one <laughs> and this one was a long one the runtime is approximately two and a half hours yeah and that that's actually probably my biggest negative is that runtime um but I was I was so excited for the representation portion, but so nervous because of the musical portion. <laughs> and I think that helped me maybe temper my expectations just a bit. But what I loved was the representation of how diverse overall our community is and how many different cultures make up the Latinx community here in the United States, certainly. And I think the film does a great job of really showcasing the different ethnicities, the different cultures pretty well. And so often when we get these films uh, or any films that depict Latinx, it's usually from one country. I would say Mexico is probably the most predominant country, Mexican-Americans. Um, yes. So it was so nice to see, you know, so many different flavors in a film like this. Um how to, as a cultural impact, uh, what, how did you feel about the film, Rosa? Yes, I think that is what struck the, the deepest chord with me was that cultural representation. I am aware as a Mexican-American, uh, first-generation Chicana, that uh, our, our stories are the ones that are being depicted the most. Uh, those are the ones that have been depicted uh, the most in Hollywood history. And... Um, I, I think one of my favorite numbers in this film is Carnaval de Barrio, which and I said in my review of Latinx Lens podcast, <laughs> shameless plug, um, that 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 number itself was the re visual representation that Latinos are not a monolith, that we do come from different countries, different cultures, and was so diverse. Uh, and, and, and that particular number is the one that was most impactful to me, uh, just to see it, to see that celebration and to see I, I grew up in a very predominantly Mexican household. Both of my parents are from Mexico. So I grew up with them embedding and implementing for me to be proud of my roots, of my ancestry. And one way, one way of doing that is through the Mexican flag. That Mexican flag symbolizes so much to me and to see it represented and to see it being, being like flown around in in, in a very, in a manner of pride and, and, and joy and not necessarily to have it associated with any negative images or any negative uh, stigmas with it that it normally gets associated with. That was the moment I realized like, wow, this is extremely impactful. And it, it did bring me to tears because it was just... Man, it just filled me with joy, with joy, and my my eyes just swelling with tears, and just 
just filled with pride and, and just pride of being Mexican and pride of my roots and proud of where I come from and my family comes from. And for that movie to have that impact on me is certainly very much significant. All right, Josie, how about you? How did that cultural impact work for you? Yeah, it especially hit home because on my end, I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico. And I remember when I first found out about Le Manuel Miranda, it just him existing itself and being able to accomplish everything that he has been accomplishing just created a path that we can follow and it adds a little bit of worth that sometimes we as a community think that we're lacking and to be able to see how far this movie has come especially when they were doing the early press that John M. Chu was convinced he was talking about how he had to convince Lynn that this movie did deserve the most and they did have a right to ask for more when it came to budget and production and everything that Lynn was joking that he wanted to like he was like we can do that (laughs) and it just goes to show how much we think we don't deserve so to finally have this moment where it's like yes we do deserve a seat at a table we do deserve to be here we do deserve to look at ourselves with pride and again despite the things that we might find critical about this film we can definitely acknowledge that it feels like home it whenever i saw pe- like the diversity within the film it felt like i was walking down the street back home every single face looked like the face that i would see walking down the street right here so it definitely paints a picture a genuine picture with so much heart and care and it just again it feels like home i think that's the best way to describe it yeah i think that's something that we as a community you know, no matter which country of origin you come from, we as a Latinx community have been missing. One, we've been missing big movies about our community, period. Unless it's, you know, depicting a white person going down to like Mexico or something to stop a drug mule or something like that. We've been missing first that big event film uh we've had kind of coco and not really much else and you have to go to smaller films or to actual foreign films to see that depiction but two going off of that we've not had just a joyous experience like this it's always mired in some sort of trauma or some sort of crime story you know that is the unfortunate thing of the latinx communities often depicted as some sort of criminals when they are central to storylines so it was just so nice to have this celebration a film fully dedicated to celebrating our culture at large and the smaller cultures that make up this very diverse group of people. And that's what really, I think, impacted me. And I've seen even some people uh, in their review were talking about the lack of racial tension in the film uh, as a negative. And I, I, well, it was a white reviewer. I will say that. Um, okay. And that's, that's very confusing <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. 
why that was even brought up at all. Uh, and it wasn't needed. <laughs> it was a, a major aspect that I loved that that didn't exist. Um, but we did still touch on a couple of deeper issues, obviously. Uh, a dreamer storyline is heavily present in this film. We have a storyline about a racial tension, actually. So I don't know why that, once again, that was even said about going to college and that entire experience. And this idea of immigrants and children of immigrants and identity through that. Uh, so Josie, how do you think they integrated those deeper issues into the big celebration that the film was at large? So that was one of my main issues with the film because I think even though we're always preaching about not being a monolith, they wanted to touch almost every single subject that affects our community. And while I do think they handled it in the best way possible, because I mean, again, it is a really long run time, so they did what they could with it. I still think that some parts felt rushed especially when it came to the march with Sunny. watching it now the most recent time was the first time that i could see everything click because um that moment is when nina finally decides what she's going to do with her life so that's the first time i was able to see it but before it was on a first viewing it's very hard to see how everything clicks because there's just so much going on and it gets a little bit overwhelming at times but i do admire them for trying to speak on all these topics and trying to make, you know, it, again, it's very hard to make everyone feel seen and at least there was an intent. All right. How about you, Rosa? How'd you feel about those storylines integration? Yes. Um, I think I'm right there in the same boat with, with Josie because again, w one of my issues with the film when I first watched it was that it, I, I, First, I was thinking it's trying to juggle too much. And even though you do have a two and a half hour uh, runtime, it, it still felt like they, they, they couldn't, some of these subplots weren't properly given an, an, an ending or a conclusion. And, and, and when we're talking about the dreamers and when we're talking about uh, immigration or, or going to school, being the daughter of immigrants, um, I thought they, they tried the best that they could. I think certainly the narrative is the one that doesn't, it, it's perhaps one of the weakest elements in this story, um, in this film, I'm sorry. And it, it certainly, I they did the best that they could, uh, but certainly that that's, that's one of my complaints about the movie that, they try to juggle. I don't even well we, because we do see it in the marketing, but it, it comes to the point where, when I first watched it, I was under the impression that probably the the character of Anthony Ramos was gonna be our lead character, and then I come to realize, well, I don't even know if we actually have a lead character because uh, it, it seems like it's just too many characters trying to unravel their story. So we're trying to follow follow their storylines but yeah it gets a bit too convoluted and including even though i i appreciate what they're trying to do trying to tell all these stories uh that our community often faces they just try to juggle a lot and i think that's where it becomes a bit problematic for me 
Well, speaking of this long list of characters, our cast includes a lot of new fresh faces as well as some icons within the Latinx community. So we do get appearances from the likes of Rita Moreno and Mark Anthony, as well as, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And then we see some newer fresh talent, including Anthony Ramos, Melissa Barrera, uh, Leslie Grace, as well as Corey Hawkins, who's really kind of come up over the past few years, Olga Merides. So who were some of the standouts here in this cast for you, Josie? Definitely Olga and Jimmy Smith for me. I love them. I did like Anthony, but I mean, uh, Jimmy Smith had me crying <laughs> whenever he was in a scene. Every scene with Jimmy Smith was my favorite. I don't know what it was about it. He was just so magnetic. And maybe it was just also that he reminded me of a lot of my dad. A lot of his dialogue just reminded me of my father, like his interactions with Nina. They were very similar, especially that part when he says, uh, I'm like, <laughs> this hits home and I'm not here for it. I didn't come here to be attacked. <laughs> but anything with Jimmy Smith and then, of course, Olga. I mean, paciencia y fe. And I mean, they brought her back because she was the original Abuela Claudia for the Broadway musical when it premiered. And even they said it that there couldn't be anybody else to play her, even though, of course, there are many other actresses that could have played the part. But I'm glad they went with Olga. And I did like Leslie Grace. I do think that changing Nina's story did affect the way I was able to mingle with the character but i still liked her performance i actually thought leslie grace was the best singer in my opinion <laughs> oh i, I don't know. loved her singing oh, that i do her, agree with her voice was so beautiful <laughs> uh what about you rosa who were some of the standouts in the cast oh yeah without a doubt i think uh olga meredis has certainly stolen all of our hearts she she's the heart and soul of this film and they yeah, uh, she she is the without the uh, without a doubt the standout of this film. I personally liked Anthony Ramos. Uh, I thought he certainly uh, brought his charisma and in, into this film. And as the character of Usnavi, I was very much um, entertained whenever he was on screen. And and just I, I of course uh, Jimmy Smith. I, I like Jimmy Smith. Who does not like Jimmy Smith? He's always great. <laughs> he's always amazing, and uh, he's certainly. I mean, I've grown up seeing him. And I wanted to see him, him sing. Uh, see him sing Inutil. And uh, they, cut, they cut that out. That yeah. hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and who else? I think those those are the ones. That I can um, think of the the actor who plays uh, Sunny. I also liked him a lot too. Um, he was certainly every time he was on screen, he he brought that comedic relief, um, and I, I really liked how how um, he had the the back and forth with uh, Usnavi and everything. So yeah, just those for now. Um, Nina, I did like. Uh, I agree. She she has a, a beautiful voice, but. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah I, th I think I definitely was, her singing yeah. was the highlight yeah. for, for her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was stronger mm -hmm. when she was singing, but I think 
her best scene was probably when I'm blanking on the song right now, but it's when she's with Benny and they're walking around that basketball court. Mm, yeah. Mm. I thought that was her strongest scene. Yeah, and we've seen a lot about Melissa Barrera, or at least I have on Twitter and her potential I star quality. I love her. But I and do think they did her dirty. Be a spring queen <laughs> coming soon, so that's also exciting. Um, yes. But why is that, Josie? Why do you think they did her dirty? <laughs> because they tried to add more story to her, but I still feel like it was left at the surface. Especially I, no matter how much I watch it, I can't get over past the line that's, um, "I'm the girl who paints nails." I feel like she goes so much deeper than that, and they still left her in the surface. Because Vanessa, it's mostly this woman that just wants to leave and when you hear the music by itself of the original um broadway cast recording and you don't find out what the musical is about um she just again she feels superficial and even though they tried to add give her the whole fashion designer um narrative it just stayed there even though i did really like her song her solo Mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful and it moves me every single time, especially when she runs down the street. I'm like, I'm right there with you, girl. I feel, yeah. I feel what you're feeling. <laughs> but again, it's that one line that brings me back to the fact that I feel like we still don't understand her deeper. Well, f- well fans of RuPaul's Drag Race, it's me, Valentina, is also in this film. So... Not in her full yes. drag getup, but she is there. <laughs> My co-host Juan points it out every single yeah. time. <laughs> Our own Selena of drag, uh, Valentina, makes an appearance. But have either of you actually gotten to see the stage production, whether like a filmed version or live? I haven't. I know, I don't, I don't live I in have... New York, so it's... Yeah, I haven't. I have only seen um, the original Broadway cast recording for the section of Breathe because Breathe is actually my favorite song, which is so sad because I did not like it in the film. And it made me very sad, but that's the only one I always search for because I just want to feel something sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So we all came in pretty pretty fresh then yeah. when it comes to comparison. And like you said, a lot had to be cut. This is two and a half hours still. And obviously the stage production is longer than that, as most big musicals on the stage are longer than two and a half hours. Um, but I will say, as somebody who's not a huge musical person, there's some musical tropes in here that start that that added to that runtime for me. <laughs> there are moments in here where I definitely am like, okay, um, we can we can get moving with the story <laughs> a little bit. Um, but by the end, I I really just look back on the film as. An experience rather than as we've said before we can kind of nitpick the narrative it's a lot of characters and they try to do a lot with those characters through the narrative but if you take this as just a big celebratory 
musical, I think it really succeeds as that. It's a fun time to sing along, as you said, dance in your seat. And I've already got some plans working. I'm trying to get as many people out to that movie theater on opening weekend as I can. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, because I cannot wait. We, we're going to Dolby. I cannot wait to see this in yes. a Dolby Atmos theater. That's oh, how I'm I so saw excited. it today. And let me tell you, it's a religious oh, experience. Re- oh, I'm so jealous. I can't wait until Plus next month. The NCAA has never looked better. <laughs> But I have to admit, I'm definitely, when it comes to something of this grand scale, even if I didn't like the movie, I would still go watch it again in the movie theater (laughs) for that representation. Because we as a community are still there. Unfortunately, we're still at that point where we're scared. If anything bombs, if anything doesn't perform well, will we ever get to see ourselves on the screen again in this kind of fashion? And that's i think that's what's so important about the film uh so so do either of you have any final thoughts on in the heights i think with this movie it is a good movie as critics we can't avoid the things that maybe bother us a little but it is a film that you will enjoy that's what i'll say so give it a chance if you're listening to this and you're on the fence give it a chance uh I'm almost certain you will enjoy at least something from it. You will get something from it. And I hate to delve into like buzzwords, but it truly is a great summer film and a great summer film after the year we just had, because it is pretty much two and a half hours of celebration and fun. (laughs) So Rosa, any final thoughts? (laughs) Um. I also just purchased my tickets for Dolby on opening night. Oh, I have yes. to watch it. Yeah, I have to. I have to watch it. And trust me, if I, yes, if, if I had more money, if I was a little bit more rich, I would probably like buy tickets and just like give them away so yes. people can actually experience it because yeah, we, we, we need to support uh, these types of films. Uh, and I think I just tweeted this. I tweet a lot. I don't remember when <laughs> or where I tweet. Um, I think I tweeted, uh, we, we can't be here advocating for Latino representation if we don't even do the bare minimum to support any of these films or TV shows. So we, yeah, we, we need to go out there and support it. And Yes, it, it's certainly a movie worth watching, despite its it, its faults. I think it's it, it's the celebration and the music and just the joyful and vivid. It, it's beautifully shot too. Sorry, I forgot to even mention that. Um, but it, it's just all the, the combination of those things that just make this worthwhile and 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 to just. Um, yeah, yeah, just see it on the biggest screen possible, and man, yeah, I can't the wait. Best sound system. <laughs> yes, 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 those chairs vibrating, and then you dancing. I'll probably take my Mexican flag and wave it uh, intimately, yeah. of course. <laughs> yes, and, and just yeah, just celebrate, celebrate being a Latino because we rarely, rarely, rarely get these types of films. So, yeah let's let's go celebrate and to quote the film we are not powerless yes we're 
the largest quote unquote minority group in this country. So yes. I hope people show up and show out for this film, show it love in the theater. I think it's going to be as Josie just testified a magical transformative experience when you get to watch it in that theater rather than just seeing it at home. <laughs> but uh, you know, after you go see it in the theater and you have those songs stuck in your head, power up your HBO max and watch it at home too. give it those streaming numbers for HBO. Max. Yes. <laughs> those are also very important as we continue forward. And I just hope that it does succeed and it does do well. If you are part of the Latinx community, I promise this is not like we've ever seen our community in film. It is a completely different experience than the usual representation. Sensational yes. experience. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so I can't wait for everybody to get the chance to experience this. If you're a musical fan, you're going to love it. And the music is pretty great. Obviously, it's Lin-Manuel Branda. So you can expect his usual greatness when it comes to the music itself. And yeah, so that was our review for In the Heights. Thank you all so much for listening. Rosa, why don't you let everybody know where they can find and follow you? Yes, um, I am available on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Rosa's Reviews. And yes, um, just you can find me on my podcast, Latinx Lens, which is available on every uh, podcast platform. And yeah, we're also available on every social media platform at Latinx Lens. Thank you so much, guys, for inviting me. This was a treat. Thank you so much for coming on. We always love talking with you. And Josie, why don't you let everyone know where to find and follow you? Yes, you can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. And you can find Film Posers at Film Posers basically everywhere. Perfect. And you can find me at LC Screen Talk on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to follow the Cinemania World podcast across social media and like, rate, review the podcast on whatever platform it is you are listening. Thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.